Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome Bilge Apak, CEO of WeWent.com and co-founder of Shake Up the Workplace. Bilge believes the future is of those who dare unapologetically. Find out in these next 30 minutes why owning who you are makes all the difference and how you can reach this goal and access to the self-determined life you aspire to. So welcome, Bilge. Very happy to have you here. Do you want to say a few words about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Ulrike. Hi. And thanks for having me and opening a space for women to find ways in their own journeys. I also want to give a warm hug to all the women out there who has been suffering these uh, tough winter days and COVID days, uh, but we are here for each other. So I just want to acknowledge that. So my name is Bilge Apak, as you said, Ulrike. I live in Zurich, Switzerland, and I live here to be exact 11 years. Uh, I found my company, WeWent.com, in 2016 with a very close friend while uh, we were working in a multinational corporate company. And I also got married in 2016, and I had my son in 2018, also left the corporate company in the same year. And um, I worked there after 10 years, basically. I co-founded the initiative Shake Up the Workplace in 2019. I started my family YouTube channel 2020, and I'm about to launch my new company about women's health next week. So a lot happened in the last five years. This might feel overwhelming to many people, but uh, I followed my heart, which will probably bring us to the topic about um, owning who you are. Thank you very much, Bilge, for this introduction. The topic, as you say, is owning who you are. What are, in your opinion, the main challenges that women face when they try to own who they are, when they try to stay true to themselves, especially at the workplace? Um, the question is also, I think, what are the challenges for women not to stay true to themselves? So there's a resistance from ourselves and there's a resistance from others to accept who we are. So we need to think about we live in a world where there are certain expectations at work and simply the society, especially from, for women, uh, you know, be a lady, be like the daughter of Mrs. Brown. Why are you not looking after your child yourself? Uh, you're so bossy, you look fat, you, look, you are so needy, you know. These, these words are, I think, relatable to many of us. Uh, but having grown up with so many external expectations, uh, we are naturally not allowing ourselves to find out really who we are, uh, what our desires are, what we are actually good at. We think we do, but we are not. We don't even start to believe we can be what we want to be until we are well over 30s, unfortunately. I think the newer gener generations are luckier uh, as the internet makes it easy to access information and share experiences online. So they don't have to really figure out themselves uh, through their own experiences until they need to come to terms with who they are. 
And we are all unique creatures with our quirks and talents. That is what makes us special. It sounds like a cliche, but actually this is what makes our lives worthy in the end. I mean, I can give an example and the challenges you can relate there. Uh, I'm a short person <laughs> and I'm being, I've been mocked about my petiteness and petiteness is actually a positive word <laughs> for the short. <laughs> so seeing this in, from a positive perspective. So I've been mocked about my petiteness when I was a kid. And as a result, uh, to be taken seriously at work, I was wearing heels for a, for a while. And I hated it and I didn't need to because I, the, the work environment was actually quite flexible. <laughs> but I, had, I felt forced to wear heels because I didn't find the confidence in myself um, going back those days when I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid. So, well, first, thank goodness for the remote work. <laughs> the norms are crashing. You know, you don't have to look good or you don't have to always uh, show up yourself in a, the best way possible. Uh, or you don't look short or they don't care about how good you look at this point. But, you know, on another note, in the office, men are, they can wear the same sweater every day. But if a woman wears the same dress every day, that's kind of like, okay, what is she doing? You know? And, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or all the well-known guys are wearing the same thing every day and they're not questioned because they focus on something else, what they're good at. They're not focusing on, um, on their looks. So the question as to woman, what do I like to do? When do I feel in the flow, forgetting what the others think and expect from me? So it's about allowing ourselves to accept who we are physically, ethnically, or personally. So the biggest limit for us is actually our own minds. Because, yeah, I'm short. Well, that is a fact. <laughs> but I know actions speak louder than how I look. And another example, I'm not a native English speaker. I know I will make mistakes. So maybe I shouldn't be a guest speaker or shouldn't have my own podcast one day. You know, well, I better speak and get better at it, right? So it's, it's actually owning, uh, the, having this awareness of who we are and our capabilities are key to overcome these challenges and stay true to ourselves. And this is what daring unapologetically comes. Uh, but I guess we will come to that later. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> we will just dig a little bit deeper into the challenges before we go into, into some solutions. But what you say resonates very much with me. And I like the anecdote with the heels because I'm very short as well. And for me, it was the same. I couldn't imagine ever walking with flat shoes in the office. So I was like, oh my God, I'm, so, I'm, I'm just really too small for that. <laughs> and one day I injured my knee and I couldn't take, I couldn't wear heels for weeks, uh, for quite a long time. And I got a remark from a colleague, a male colleague, who said to me, well, if you don't wear heels, you're so small, how can you be taken seriously? And it was really shocking. It was a guy my age, and we came along very well. It was not a problem that he wanted to tease me or so. He was just, and I thought, what a perception. <laughs> and as you say, if in If in these kind of situations we are not able to, to stand up for ourselves and to accept how we are and not criticizing ourselves for things we can change or even worse for things like our size we cannot change, <laughs> 
then we waste a lot of energy and we probably lose um, lose a lot of our potential. So what would you say is the worst case scenario that can happen if someone absolutely forgets about herself or forgets about who she is or pushes this totally aside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll come to that. But about your shortness, for example, I met you on the online. I would never guess you're short. So <laughs> it didn't have any impact on me. So this is the good side of being online at these days. At least we can look at from this positive perspective. And uh, the worst case scenario, what could it be? I mean, I can again give examples, but let's imagine what is not owning who you are. Uh, it means letting others make choices for you and defining who you are. Of course, that leads to an unsatisfactory life and it will not lead to what we deserve to experience in this lifetime. And uh, being present for our, for our own, we should be present for our own instead of living to the expectations of others. In that case, we might live a life instead of finding what feels good for us. So uh, I can give an example that is quite personal. Uh, when I was a lot younger, <laughs> I once uh, told my boyfriend, now obviously ex, uh, <laughs> that I would like to have my own company in the future. And he laughed in a very undermining way and said like, oh, come on, you, you know. <laughs> It was a very, I, I don't forget that moment, so... What he was actually doing was projecting his own fears on me. So what he said actually has nothing to do with me. And I could, I could have believed him and that I don't have what it takes to set up on my own business. But instead, I owned who I was and stood up and I asked him, uh, do you think, you know, whether he thinks I came to Zurich by luck? You know, it, it took work, determination for a petite woman like me from Turkey, to get a role in a multinational company. And imagine I, if I believed him in what he said, the worst case scenario could be that I built a life with him, a person who doesn't really believe in me. So that, that could be one example. That's a good example. And I think you answered in your, in your answer already, but the question also what's possible because you, you, you made that shine through what could be the best case scenario when we are true to ourselves. Now, maybe let's move into what you have already tried or seen. What is your experience about this? How can we own the person that we are, like you say, physically, ethnically, and personally? Mm -hmm. Um. So uh, owning who you are, knowing where your weaknesses and strengths are, so we can be prepared, basically. And uh, we are human. Everybody has a weakness, so what? You know. Also, we are fluid and we are changing by time. So we can do something about those weaknesses in a given time, but not immediately, maybe. But the idea is to accept them. So this is what I've been doing, you know accept them and not to be shy about them. Like here, I'm being honest and <laughs> telling what was wrong or what was uh, people would see something not positive. Uh, so I'm being vulnerable. So just be vulnerable if necessary. And this makes us authentic and uh, let us, lets us not to oblige what is forced on us. 
And this is what society needs to learn to be inclusive. And this is how basically the innovation happens. I mean, we're moving actually from single human force to a force that can become bigger. Uh, because once we truly accept who we are, then we can dare unapologetically, because we don't think what others say or do, then we grow and we people around us can get a chance to grow with us. So the other point is what others um, think is about us. We need to free ourselves from others, I guess, you know, especially those people. That's another thing we do, you know, like this guy who is my ex-boyfriend. He's not in my life anymore, obviously. So there can be other people who are close to us, but if they're not helping us, we can maybe shut their voices off, you know. And, and another example can be what I'm doing in my life. So when we were publishing our first family video on YouTube, I was in a huge back and forth, you know, should I do it? We already took, you know, shut the video, edited it, and that's, that was the moment, okay, I'm going to publish it. But I was afraid, what if, what if people didn't like it? What if they ask me weird questions? Or what if I look horrible on those videos? Who cares? <laughs> so it was all about others. And, but it was a decision of me and my husband um, that we wanted to share with the world what a beautiful thing to have a multicultural life. You know, this was a project that came up during COVID times. We were at home, you know, exactly last year or uh, eight months ago so it, and the the topic the black lives matter topic was a huge topic you know so we wanted to share with the world some positiveness basically and the decision was ours and what to do with our life and I can tell you it has been the most liberating liberating and fun experience of course it was a lot of work still a lot of work but we are enjoying it so we made a decision for ourselves and um, yeah, <laughs> I can have other examples if you like. So I, I also dared uh, another example uh, unapologetically uh, with my team uh, when we pushed the Shake Up the World Workplace Initiative. We did something that was never done before in Switzerland: uh, held an unconference, which is a freestyle conference, and it was more hybrid for us in the museum Kunsthaus art galleries. So this was never done. And we built an ecosystem to make a positive impact for the future of work. So we got really great results out of this. Would these uh, results happen if I was limiting myself or we never tried, you know, or if you listen to that uh, people, oh, how you four women are going to achieve this. So I think uh, this is changing the mindset and Moreover, it will lead to authenticity and inclusion of others. What did you do for yourself to find a way to liberate yourself from the opinion of others? Because even if we know that we have to do this, it's another thing to be able, well, to not care about when others say something that is not nice and, and uh, constructive for us. Um. I mean, it's a practice like everything uh, and YouTube is a good place to practice this because you get 90 comments that are great. Maybe there's those two, three, maybe 10 people say it's really ugly things, sometimes racist. The, the first two, three of them are quite hurtful. 
but then you that makes you learn not to care in the longer term um, and also in private life I I mean I take things personal of course and I know that this is my trait you know and I'm aware of this so when I'm aware of this I'm an emotional person I take things personal that lets me step back and look at from a different angle or you know find other ways like breathing exercises because if someone close to you give you a negative comment um depends who that person is if that person is someone you call um close friend then then you know you need to take it as a feedback but if that person is someone not close to you and doesn't know what you're going through in your daily life then you basically should ignore it this is where i drove the line that brings me to the question um how relationships or which which role play relationships in this whole equation what would you say um how can you handle relationships best so that you give yourself this chance to own who you are i think you need to be authentic basically uh, you, if you know your shortcomings or your uniqueness you know you know where people are going to be negative towards you or be, will be hurt maybe if if you're a person like I am I'm short-tempered you know I can be I'm direct I can be suddenly like oh but why and then people can take it wrong but I know this is this is my personality so when I handle relationships and I see someone reacting to what I said I go back to them and I can say sorry as well you know so it helps me to navigate my relationships. It's not only one way from them to to us, but to, from me to them as well. So uh, this is this is how I handle. But if someone is not in my close circle, of course, um, and I get get a feedback or some, so that that's I when I decide to choose to make that person closer to me or not. And uh, yeah. So I define it in two ways, whoever is close to me, whoever is not close to me, and uh, they get different treatments, basically. <laughs> But of course, we have to stay open and, uh, you know, assume positive intent all the time. But then, yeah, first action and second action and third action will give away. And I think we can make a call that if that person worth listening or not. It's, it's about self, about determining ourselves also who we want to spend our time with probably and, and who we want to listen to and comes back to what you said before that, um, it, that caring too much about the opinion of others obviously doesn't help because you cannot please everyone. And what I, what I see is that women, me including, by the way, were brought up with the idea that we have to please. We, we mm -hmm. feel, feel have this urge to please. And, um, and coming back, to, I like your three levels, physically, ethnically, and personally. <laughs> It's all in there. And this gives us a lot of possibility to criticize ourselves because obviously we're not perfect on all these levels and we feel probably not perfect on any of these levels. The question is, why do we make a problem out of it potentially or why would we tear ourselves down by mm -hmm. well by being pretty critical about this maybe coming back a little bit more in detail to what you said a bit earlier on which is probably the first step when it's coming to owning yourself and that was mostly around self-awareness 
what would you recommend to increase the self-awareness? Where did you start, for example, or what would you recommend where to start from? Um, I many times check in with myself. So, um, for example, if I want to do something and I'm not doing it for a while, I ask myself, why do I not do this? It, it could be exercising or it can be a goal that I set up and I want to achieve that. It, you know, it, why do I stop myself doing that? So that, that's where the self-awareness starts, uh, by asking yourself questions. Um, and it could be that some, I expect an approval maybe from someone to start to do that um, uh, project. Or it could be that um, somebody is not going to be happy if I do that, <laughs> you know. And basically, it, it's again others. So there are questions you can ask yourself. I believe life is about asking the right questions. Uh, all the coaches will agree to that, I think. <laughs> Uh, so I check in with myself every now and then and ask, what do I like? What are my desires? Is this really who I am? What do I stand for? You know, in, in different situations. And uh, again, it could be wearing high heels or not speaking up in a meeting. You know, do I like to wear high heels? You know, you need to ask this when you find yourself in a complaining mode. Probably you need to ask yourself those questions. That's a very good, <clears throat> sorry, that's a very good point uh, to, to ask actually why you're not doing something and to take this as a starting point, because most often we don't know where to start from. And we might have a list of things like think positive and don't think this, but think that, but having a kind of a system, how to, how to detect what's going on in your head is quite nice. And this is a certainly an interesting uh, anchor to say, okay, if I'm not doing something or procrastinating on something, why do I do this? Where, where's the limit sitting in myself? Is this something internal to me? As I'm am I waiting for something coming from the outside? What is it? And by this, obviously, finding out something about yourself. So you, you said quite a lot of uh, interesting things. And I also can see that we have someone in the chat who said something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will come to back to these questions a bit, a, a little bit later. It was about the comments on the clothes. If we do not change our wardrobe frequently. And she says she completely agrees and resonates on that comment. This is true. It's one of these little things which we think is normal. <laughs> Whereas it's one of these things where we have huge differences between men and women. And it's just something that is visible uh, every day. And nonetheless, we don't realize it so much. There's something in this. Let me maybe now wrap up a little bit what you have said and what I have um, collected a bit as takeaways. Take we have a lot, but I will cluster them a little bit. So I will come back to the first thing that you said, which is about knowing yourself um, and where you want to go. What do you really like? What do you really want to do? And being authentic, which includes also uh, being vulnerable, accepting this, accepting maybe to show weaknesses uh, and be unapologetically about this. Very important point, I think. So that's, let's say the first bunch. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the second one was a little bit about relationships um, to, to make a difference between the comments which you get from others, to not take every single comment seriously and every bad comment is something that you have to take into account, but really make a difference between who is important for you and who is not, and maybe even making a choice who is important for you. As you said very early on a very private story, when you have a partner who is not supportive, well, it's maybe not the right partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so to just let go maybe certain people <laughs> in your in your life and what i liked a lot as the last one was this let's call it a method um to question uh, why you're not taking action on something. What is holding you back? What is this thing that is holding you back? And is it about pleasing others? Is it about internal limits? Like maybe you have just fear of something might be, or are you just waiting to get approval from someone? Uh, and you can wait forever because if you don't get it, then you don't move on. And this is certainly something which I personally like quite a lot. Now I will ask you, <laughs> What is, in your opinion, the most important takeaway and the takeaway that our audience can apply immediately in their own lives? I think you summarized very well some of the takeaways. Um, uh, I, I, can I say two? <laughs> I think knowing your shortcomings and uniqueness and capabilities is very important so you can use them as an advantage and uh, like I, I i have a friend who is called suresh suretiran and he's very dark-skinned person not to categorize him in a <laughs> in a way but to tell his story he shared this in an in another speaking gig um, he, big, he's also a very big person. So whenever he goes into meetings, he is the only one standing out, so dark-skinned, that he knows people notice him. So he uses this. He goes, hey, I was the, I was the only one there in black. Do you remember? You know? So we can use our uniqueness, basically, in a positive way. So I think this is very important to know where, is, where, where are those uniquenesses even if it's our culture and ethnicity, it doesn't have to be taken negatively. And the other one is um, to remember that we have a choice always. Whatever situation is that, we might forget that there's no other choice, but we, it is us to give ourselves that approval and say, hey, I have a choice. Uh, I can go the other way, whatever is the other way. Um, and the important part is that we make sure that we communicate that choice clearly. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.